and we are live. I should probably unmute myself at this point. There it is. So we are live. Today is April 12th, 2022. This is the Leo Finance Weekly Wednesday Show. <laughs> um, so it's been it's been a week. Uh, it's been a kind of eventful week, macro-wise. Um, Cal, you put out some posts about, uh, about uh, there was one just this morning about the, uh, the new Leo user initiative, and then there was one about the. Did we talk about ad revenues last week, or was that published afterwards? Did we talk about what the the ad revenue uh, change? Oh yeah, no, I think that was within the last since the since the last AMA, so we probably haven't talked about it on here. Yeah, and then uh, I feel like I'm missing another announcement post. The PHBD? Yes, then there's that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, oh yeah, April, the Leo ads was just a couple days ago. All right. Uh, so, yeah, and then you were just sharing with us before we before we went live about how Discord is being cleaned up and ticketing is working and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. before, before we get into all that other stuff, you know, when bonds? <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Soon. Um, yeah, let's do, uh, you know, we haven't done one of these in a little while, um, and I did want to get back to doing it. Um, let's do a weekly roundup of, of what's going on. Um, so, so yeah, let's start. Why don't we just start with, uh, with Discord? So if you're in Discord right now, you'll see there's been some significant changes in terms of, you know, channels and some new stuff has been added and, and things have been organized a lot better. Um, and then I also spent the last couple of days kind of going through and clearing up all of the tech support tickets that have been um, basically like piling up since the launch of Polycub so much that it overflowed and you couldn't even open a ticket for a long time. Um, so that everything has been cleared to zero. Um, so we are at inbox zero now. Uh, so I'm happy about that. We also integrated a new uh, tech support. Um, so we basically, we, what we did is we added a support center now on Discord. So if you go to that support center, you'll see that there's a, a channel for tech support. There's a channel for bug report. And then uh, right now uh, we're finishing up the work on the report abuse channel. So uh, as soon as we get off this, I'll probably have that, have that ready to go. Um, and these three channels, so you can use the tech support channel to obviously get tech support. If you have an issue, just open a ticket and someone in tech support will respond to you. Um, and we are looking for new tech support agents. So uh, DM, DM me if you would like to be hired for tech support. Um, and then we've got, now we've got the bug report channel. So that is the, the new one that we just added this morning. Um, and that is for any sort of app feedback that you have. So, um, you know, if, if you see a bug on Polycub, if you see a bug on leofinance.io, if you see a bug on Leo Mobile, go into that bug report channel and you can open a ticket and then describe that bug to us with as much detail as you can. If you can provide like screenshots, um, a description of what's happening, a description of what you did, stuff like that. Just give us as much information as you can uh, so we can basically reproduce it and then fix it um, and, and kind of prioritize it for the team. So, um, you know, the team, the dev team we've hired on in a post like last week, I was talking about how we hired on two new devs. Since that post, we hired on another dev and we're, we're looking for a lot more devs right now. Um, so that we're becoming a lot more of a, uh, an organized team. Um, so what we've been doing is we're using Trello now um, to organize kind of kind of bugs and, and new features and and the roadmap and and you know everything for the team. So it's everything's become a lot more organized lately. So this bug reporting system is something that the devs have been bugging me to to create um, because you know we need to prioritize the feedback that we're getting because uh, right now it's basically like people DM me feedback or they open a tech support ticket and then I have to organize it for everybody and it comes a whole mess. So this bug reporting thing is a, it seems small, but it's a big deal because it'll just help us prioritize a lot better. Um, so that's kind of where we're at on Discord. There's going to be some other big changes to Discord in the Sooniverse. Um, so pay attention for, for all of that. Um, 
and then uh, Neil was asking about bonding. So bonding, um, I'm still doing some final testing on, on bonding, which has taken a lot longer because the bonding contracts, we, we created the bonding contracts probably like three months ago. Um, so now we're just doing some testing before I'm comfortable to push it live. Um, so uh, that'll be done in this universe as well. Um, as soon as I'm happy with how the testing is going. Um, outside of that, we also released a post about PHBD and that is kind of, HBD has become like this big conversation on Hive, which is that, um, you know, the interest rate, the fixed interest rate has increased from 12% to 20%. Uh, and we can talk about that more, but in terms of our development, um, we were already working on PHBD, which is a wrapped version of HBD that, um, that we're launching on the Polygon network. And then we're gonna release a PHBD-USDC vault on polycub.com uh, where people can obviously stake HBD against USDC. Um, and the yield for that is obviously gonna be a lot more attractive than the 20% on, on chain, uh, on the high blockchain. So we'll be, we'll be you know, working hard to build a big liquidity pool for that. So if you saw the post last morning, um, we were talking about building a $5 million liquidity pair for HBD. Uh, it got like 250 comments on that post. And a lot of people on Hive are excited about that because um, I know that with the interest rate change, I went out and tried to buy like, I don't even know, like 150,000 HBD and it's impossible, um, basically impossible. Uh, the best way to do it right now is, is either through conversions or through playing with this uh, HBD stabilizer to try to get as much as you can from it. And you essentially, are paying like around a 5% premium on HBD, which, which sucks. Um, so we are trying to solve that problem by creating a large liquidity pair for HBD. And this is exciting for a lot of reasons. It's exciting for Hive because uh, I think having HBD at a 20% interest rate puts it, you know, I already thought the technology on Hive put us in the top 50 of all cryptocurrencies in terms of technology and, and the value prop of, of being a Hive ecosystem user. I think this HBD interest rate being at 20% puts it in the top 20. I, I firmly believe that, um, especially when you look at stuff like Terra and UST, uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons why Terra is a top 10 coin is because of UST and the anchor protocol and, and the value that they've managed to suck out of the entire world of DeFi into Terra. Um, so I really believe that if HBD can position itself correctly, uh, the Hive ecosystem can kind of vortex in a bunch of this a bunch of this value. So the in that post, I said, there's two, two issues for that. The first issue was the HPD fixed interest rate being at 12%. If it was, and Neil said this too, if it, if it went up to 20%, it, be, it becomes really attractive. So now that we've fixed that, that we've fixed the demand, the next thing to fix is the supply and the ability to buy HPD. So someone like me trying to come in and buy 150,000 HPD and being unable to do it is not a good thing. Um, I should be able to go out and buy as much HBD as I want. Um, so there's going to be, there's going to need to be a lot of solutions for that, but I believe that Polycub could be at the core of solving this liquidity problem. And in exchange for being at the core of that, uh, Polycub is going to earn, um, basically the, the Polycub treasury is going to earn for being at the core of this, of solving this number one issue on Hive right now, in my opinion, which is the HPD liquidity issue. Um, and the way that the treasury of Polycub earns is through uh, the PHBD wrapping and unwrapping fee, which is 0.25%. Um, and then there's a PHBD-USDC vault fee when people deposit assets into it. And then, so that's kind of how it, how it like literally just earns revenue for, for kind of providing the service. Um, and all of that revenue goes straight into the treasury and, and it builds the protocol liquidity. Um, then on the more speculative side, or, and then I guess the third thing that I didn't really talk about yet is that we're building a, a HBD arbitrage bot that will be owned and operated by the protocol liquidity. Because uh, what I assume is going to happen is if someone like me comes in and tries to buy $150,000 worth of HBD through the PHBD-USDC pool, I am going to be spiking the price of HBD above its peg. And then there's going to need to be arbitrage to bring that down. So uh, me and the dev team had the idea of, you know, why don't we just have a, an arbitrage bot built in that will essentially just arbitrage that HBD price back down to its peg uh, continuously. Um, and then all of those arbitrage fees, all the arbitrage revenue that it brings in will go to the protocol liquidity. Um, so that's just the third way of the 
protocol earning, uh, basically earning revenue. I didn't want to talk about it in the post yet because it wasn't really, we didn't really have a firm idea of what we were going to do yet, but I, I do think we're going to, we're going to integrate that um, around the time that PHBD goes live. Um, then the more speculative thing is the ex polycub governance. Um, so the governance system is basically going to work exactly like Curve, where um, basically anyone holding X polycub will be able to vote on where yield is going to go on the platform. So um, if you're holding X polycub, you'll be able to say, I want more yield in the PHBD-USDC vault, and you can vote that vault up to a certain APY. Um, and if enough people vote for that uh, versus other vaults, then it, it will increase the APY on PHBD-USDC as an example. Or if you're a if you're an Ethereum Bitcoin whale and you want to vote the kingdom for Weath Bitcoin, uh, you could vote that kingdom up in APY, and then it obviously will take away from the other uh, kingdoms and vaults. So what we're trying to do is create the curve wars on Polycub. We're trying to create Polycub wars where people will buy up Polycub in order to amplify their rewards on certain vaults. Um, and then you kind of create a fight over, over the governance system. And with there only being 7 million Polycub out there, I think that that could get pretty interesting pretty quickly. Um, you know, if you go out and try to buy $10,000 worth of Polycub, you move the price like 4%. Um, so obviously we need more liquidity on Polycub too. That, that's another, another thing that that shows us. Um, then on top of that, you know, having the variable earn rate and, and other stuff like that, that we've built, um, I think is all this stuff is going to get, going to get very interesting when you kind of, uh, combine it all together. But I, I do think that Polycub is going to become this kind of hub for, for HBD trading. There is no, you cannot buy HBD right now. You, if you go to Bittrex, there's like $10,000 in liquidity. If you go to, um, the internal exchange, it's, you're basically fighting with the HPD stabilizer and, and you're trying to buy it. And um, someone was telling me you can buy it in like a couple hundred dollar chunks, but it's, it's very difficult. Um, so it's, <laughs> what's that? But then why? You know? <laughs> right. But then why? Because it's un unnecessary for it to be like that. Um, yeah. So let's, Polycub fixes this. Let's, let's make sure that Polycub solves that issue. And in exchange, get all the wrapping fees, all the vault fees going straight to the Polycub treasury. Um, so I think, I think that's going to get, that's probably going to be one of the biggest sources of revenue for that Polycub treasury, uh, is PHBD. And if it goes well, we'll also release BHBD for, for Cub, um, and it'll have exactly the same setup and it will drive revenue into the, into the Cub protocol and liquidity. Um, and that is, I, I did see a comment recently, uh, asking, you know, all these features that we're, we've worked on and are releasing for Polycub is cool. Uh, but what about Cub? Are we releasing those features on the Cub? And my response was that, yes, that's, that's kind of the cool thing about building EVM contracts that you can push them to all the blockchains. So uh, when we build something for Polycub, it's also for Cub because we can just merge that contract over. Um, so the PHBD contract can be completely merged over to BHBD on, on Cub. So uh, if that goes really well, and I, I think it will for PHBD, then, then we'll release BHBD as well. Um, that's where we're at there. Then um, I just got off right before this, I just got off a dev call uh, about Leo Mobile and Leo Desktop. So um, with Leo Mobile, we're getting ready to release V1. Um, and V1 is essentially, um, V1 is what gets, right now we're in, in open beta and V1 will get us to the point where we're gonna release to the main app store um, with, with Leo Mobile. And there's a couple of features that I said needed to be in there before we go to the app store. Um, and those features are um, being able to share links uh, directly in the app into social media. Uh, that's kind of a big, a kind of a big deal in terms of, you know, shareability and, and getting the word out about different, different content as, as a content platform, you need to be able to share it. So that's, that's kind of a key thing that we need for V1. Um, the other thing I, I said we needed is notifications because for me, the main value prop of the, of the mobile app, and, and this goes back to when I used to use, you know, Partico on steam, um, the main value prop is being able to see notifications, uh, as push notifications on my phone and tap them and go into the app directly to see what's happening. So when I get a reply or something, um, that to me is, is absolutely necessary for V1. Um, so you'll get notifications for replies, follows, and when people tag your Hive account and all those will be push notifications to your phone. Um, the other thing we're doing is a tag view where you can basically sort by tags and, 
and it's kind of like this advanced tag sorting feature. We're adding sign in with Apple because that's required for any social app. You have to have sign in with Apple if you're if you're on the main app store. Uh, so it's kind of a, a forced thing by Apple, but we're doing that. Um, and then the the big one that I think a lot of people are excited about is the full text search. So you'll be able to search any content on Leo Finance uh, based on all of the text um, in that content, which doesn't really exist on Hive. You can you can uh, you can imagine that being able to search as if it was Google, but through the Leo mobile app, I think is is pretty exciting. Um, and then there's some kind of small minor bugs from open beta that we're going to fix before V1. Um, so that's where Leo mobile is at. Then we have this idea. So that's this is kind of our timeline. We have this idea of Leo mobile right now. And then Leo merge is, is what comes after Leo mobile V1. Um, and what we're doing with Leo merge is essentially building out the wallet UI on Leo mobile. Then we need to fix a couple UI screens, and then we're going to merge Leo Mobile and Leo Desktop to create a new desktop app. So there's going to be an entirely new release of LeoFinance.io, uh, which will be based on the Leo Mobile framework. Um, and when we merge that, it's going to get really exciting because then all of our devs that are working separately can work together on the core code base, um, and everything they do goes gets pushed to Leo Mobile and Leo Desktop at the same time. Um, and then we'll start adding things like threads. Uh, th there's this thread idea that we have. Um, and then we have this other idea for the community pages that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. So then all of that stuff starts to get rolled out a lot more, a lot more quickly. So um, it's kind of where we're at with the, with the social media application side. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, I'm excited about all this stuff, obviously, but Leo Mobile V1 is, is very exciting to me. We're doing a big press release push, kind of like we did for Polycub, but specifically about Leo Mobile and getting people to sign up. And one thing I forgot is that um, Mitch has been asking about Facebook integration for Leo Desktop. And that is right now, we are working on that right now um, because we need it for something for the merging uh, of Leo Mobile and Leo Desktop. So um, as of as of today, we are we are pretty close to releasing uh, Facebook logins. And then also one of the key things with adding Facebook logins to Leo Desktop and then the whole Leo Merge idea is that um, you're going to be able to, if you sign up in Leo Mobile using Facebook, you can log into Leo Mobile using Facebook. Then you can take the same Facebook account on your computer and sign into leofinance.io on your computer in one click as long as you're signed in on Facebook. So. Um, just the usability of that is huge. And that is my 15 minute rant on what we've been working on for the past few weeks. Hey, you seem pumped. I am, I am. Which is, which is fun to see. Um, I have so many questions. I mean, I don't, I don't have questions <laughs> like reading in chat, but I have my own questions. Uh, mostly about the, uh, the HBD stuff. So, uh, Kat, if you wanna if you wanna do other stuff first, then go for it. Otherwise, I'm gonna. I'm I mean, gonna dive I in. there's no questions in Discord that I see. So, okay. So, uh, so I agree with you that the I agree with you with the issues. One that you know having twenty percent yield is makes it you know attractive and competitive with other things in, in stablecoin space and DeFi. Uh, comparable to UST, uh, and currently, at least with with prices where they are, is, is better than your average stablecoin pool on whatever on Curve on you know Pancake Swap on whatever. Um, so I like that part. There are uh, Adele's had had shared that there was something like nine million HBD in existence right now, and the um, and for those who don't know. Uh, and I'm not you know, any kind of expert on HPD as far as how the mechanics actually work, but the, there's, there's uh, a conversion uh, function where you can convert Hive to HPD and you can convert HPD back to Hive. And it takes three and a half days. And over that three and a half days, it calculates what the, the median price of Hive is and then gives you $1 of what, depending on which direction you're going. It gives you one dollar of assets based on that three and a half day moving average or median uh, average, uh, and uh, 
so as as a stablecoin investor as a stablecoin yield farmer like for me like if i you know i move around you know six figure sums you know frequently um and you know if if i'm looking at saying okay 20 percent is attractive but then i have to go through this three and a half day conversion process because there is no market liquidity for for that size purchase um uh if i go if i have to go through this three and a half day conversion process, then I have market risk during that three and a half days in the hive price. So maybe it works out better, maybe not though. Uh, so, you know, that makes it, you know, that could easily eat up, you know, converting in and converting out, that could easily eat up 20%, you know, because the, the, just the market volatility of the hive token is that, you know, um, some days it's up 3%, some days it's down 10%, some days it's, you know, it's, you just don't know. So, uh, so that's that's a giant barrier for uh, for stablecoin, uh, in you know yield farmers to to overcome. So having a, an HBD pool that is a normal AMM, where it's like okay, you know, if the pool is five million and I trade ten percent of the pool or five hundred thousand, then I'm going to have a three percent uh, price impact because it's square root behavior. Um, that's all fine and acceptable. Um, but you know, it gives me it gives me an, a known number. I guess is is the key right there, and instant liquidity and instant right. So the question is, uh, or first question is, <laughs> um, you know, if if I'm a hive person and I have HBD and there's nine million of them, uh, nine million HBD roughly at the moment, then uh, I have options, right? So I can I can put it in the savings and earn twenty percent. Uh, or I can I can I can you know do the uh, the bridging and you know send it to whatever you know the finance controlled account and then I get PHBD on the other side. Right. So the um, first question is what is going on with the bridged HBD? That's you know the the escrow account. Is is that being staked in the savings uh, and earning the twenty percent as well, or is that just being held liquid? So there is, that's a good question because you need to have, you need to have enough of that HBD liquid to handle the unwraps when yes. people like, let's say that whales come in and start buying HBD and they want to unwrap it. The HBD savings account is obviously locked and you have to unlock it um, in order to get that liquid HBD back. And so we takes, can't just, that takes time, sorry. right? Right. So we can't just we can't just stake all of the HBD that comes into that that Leo Finance uh, wallet that Oracle wallet we can't just stake all the HBD. Um, so uh, and and that that withdrawal period is three days. So if we you know if we staked all the HBD and then you know people start withdrawing HBD through back you know native HBD, uh, then you'd have a huge issue because you got to unstake it over three days and and obviously people would have to wait three days. Um, so. Instead, what we're doing is that the hot wallet um, is going to hold a percentage of the HBD um, liquid. And then the other wallet, which is a, it's a cold wallet, um, is going to hold another percentage, the rest of the HBD uh, staked uh, and earning that 20%. And some people have said, because I guess it, it can be a little confusing. Some people have said, um, so on Polycub, if we, if we pool our HBD against USDC, we're going to earn 20% base yield on Hive plus whatever Polycub pays us. That's not necessarily true because you're going to earn, Polycub is going to earn the 20% on that percentage. So like, let's say that, just make it easy. Let's say that half of the HBD is held liquid in the hot wallet. Half the HBD is staked in HBD savings. So technically Polycub is earning 10% on all the HBD it's holding. Because uh, obviously it's earning twenty percent on half, um, and then on on uh, PHBD dash USDC, all the vault uh, LPs are going to earn just whatever Polycub pays out. Um, the thing is, if if Polycub's treasury is able to earn ten percent yield on all the HBD that's wrapped, we kind of have that ten percent yield baked in um, because it can it can basically use that yield to buy Polycub and use it for the long term LP incentives. Then you've also got um, the wrapping and unwrapping fees, and then the vault fee. So when you kind of combine all those things, the idea is that the treasury will be able to, to support 
kind of like this long-term yield that is a lot higher than the 20% on, on Hive. So, you know, if we could have that yield somewhere between like 30 and 40%, I think it would be extremely attractive for people to provide HBD, um, you know, sustainably. And then, you know, if you're looking at more of a, obviously, obviously we would never rely on people being, being, you know, altruistic and, and donating or anything, but in, in a certain sense by, if the yield on, if the yield on Hive was 20% and the yield on um, PHBD-USDC was also 20%, if there's not a lot of liquidity for HBD, then the whole Hive ecosystem doesn't benefit that much from having this super high fixed interest rate. So if you were being altruistic, it would make more sense for you to choose to pool HBD against USDC on Polycub, even if the yields were exactly the same, if it was 20% and 20%. Um, it would still make more sense if you are a Hive supporter and a Hive holder to support that that liquidity pool. Um, obviously, we're not going to you know rely on altruism, so what we would we would have the PHBD USDC pool have a higher than twenty percent APR. Um, but that is that is essentially how that's going to work. Um, there was another thing that I was going to say based on what you were saying before. And I'm, oh, the, the other thing I was going to say from what you said before your question was um, the entrance liquidity is a big issue. If you're like you're a stable coin whale and you like to move your stable coins around in hundred thousand dollar chunks, let's say the entrance liquidity is an issue where if you want to buy a bunch of HBD, you can't even buy it. Um, the exit liquidity is the other issue, you know, the other end of that, where if you are a stable coin whale, you also want to be able to exit the stable coin that you're in and swap it for another stable coin without a lot of slippage. Um, so, you know, that entrance and exit liquidity is, is equally important. Um, and right now there, there isn't entrance liquidity and there really isn't exit liquidity for HBD. So um, the, the PHBD-USDC vault solves both of those issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the, you know, you'd said that, you know, the, the escrow account, you know, it'll be split hot wallet, cold wallet. The cold wallet will be in savings and earning the 20%, all that. And so, it, yes, those earnings could be used to, to buy back Polycub on the market, thus raising the price, thus raising the APR and everything. But is that the plan? That, that's what's going to happen with those earnings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the... Um, so yeah, getting the getting you the seed HBD, you know, to, to kick this whole thing off is an issue. So uh, you dropped the post from Dal's. What is uh, the inflation from HBD interest? How high can it go? So you know, twenty percent on the percentage that HBD represents within Hive, it's a minuscule number, basically, um, even at twenty percent. So if, if people were worried, it's like, oh, is this sustainable uh, at current prices? You know, it's, I think it's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you talk about this $5 million pool. So that would be like a third of all the HPD in existence at the moment. Uh, yeah. how likely do you think it is to attract that level of, of, of participation? I think that if, I think that if the hive ecosystem and the hive community wants to be front and center in this stablecoin game, it's going to need to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the incentive for the Hive ecosystem is very clear. You know, the whole thing about DeFi is that it's all based on incentives and game theory. So if the Hive ecosystem wants to be successful, if we want the Hive price to moon, if we want HBD to have a lot of whales and get a lot of attention in the mainstream DeFi conversation in the way that UST and Terra have, it's necessary to create this massive liquidity pool somewhere. And all we're saying is that Polycub already exists. Cub already exists. We've already we've already got a, a good model for long term yield. All we're saying is that this is this is likely to become the most used place to stake and earn on your HBD and provide liquidity to, for the entire Hive ecosystem's growth. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, I do believe that a lot of Hive whales, um, you know, they call me Dan, other Hive whales out there. Um, are going to take their HBD and say, you know, I, I want to stake a lot of HBD on chain because it's low risk and I'm just earning 20% yield. I don't have to think about it. 
but I also want the whole hive ecosystem to grow. And I hold this big bag of hive power. And if I want this hive power to be more valuable, it makes sense for me to, to pool PHBD to add that liquidity um, so that the hive ecosystem can grow. Um, so with that in mind, you know, I think, I think the game theory really plays out that a lot of hive whales will move HBD over. Then if we also add the incentive that, that the PHBD pool pays even more than staking on HBD, uh, on native HBD, then I, I think the incentives just align perfectly to, to kind of, kind of black hole suck in a lot of HBD into PHBD. Um, so, so do I think it's possible? I definitely think it's possible. Um, I just think people need to understand the incentive structure. And then, um, I mean, I, I think, I think once people understand that the incentives align for them to do that, it, it's just, let it let let the game theory play out, in my opinion. Okay, and well, I know that I'm going to take the majority of my HBD and put it in the PHBD dash USDC pool. I'm going to take all 150 HBD that I have. <laughs> put it in. <laughs> but, um, See, if you could go out, let me ask you this: yeah. If you could go out and buy, you know, let's say that you've got you know five hundred thousand dollars in stable coins all over the place. Mm -hmm. If you could take a hundred thousand dollars of those stable coins, twenty percent. And put them into PHB or put them into HBD and save it at a twenty percent interest rate, fixed fixed interest rate. Would you do it if it was easy to enter, enter and exit? Yes, absolutely. So, and that's right a, now and you've so, got one hundred and fifty HBD. Right. So, so what so, what is so there, causing that? Well, yeah. So the the caveats with all that is, uh, I'm only going to accept maximum one percent slippage between the fees and, and everything in and out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, because, you know, I've been around Hive for many years now, I understand what HPD is and I, and I, you know, have the level of trust and comfort with it. You know, random person out there who's, who's farming USDT, USDC, whatever, has no idea what HPD is, which is another set of questions is like, uh, you know, how are we going to, I mean, so HPD has, has a really good comparison against EST. Uh, you know, it's an arbitrage against a base chain asset uh, coin. Uh, so both of those work the same way. In, in Luna, it's not, there's no waiting period. There's no three and a half day thing. Um, and Luna has recently added their, their Bitcoin and apparently Avalanche banking now. Uh, so like it's slightly more complicated, but they, they essentially function in the same way. And, and UST has, has gained, you know, what, $9 billion worth of TBL, something like that. Yep. So, and even so, there are lots of people who are concerned about UST and its ability to, to survive a drop in the price of Luna. Uh, so how, you know, even, so all this stuff is great for high facing stuff. Uh, people who already understand what HPD is. Um, how do we get the people who are outside of Hive to understand what HPD is, how it works, that there is going to be this pool now and to attract that capital into, into staking? I think that's going to take a lot of marketing within the Hive community and, and external marketing as well. And I think that Polycub being at the center of this value kind of this value ecosystem around PHBD because of all the wrapping, unwrapping, uh, vault fees, uh, arbitrage, having Polycub earn so much from PHBD being successful, I think we will do a lot to, to market the opportunity of HBD. Um, but that being said, I think, I think the Hive ecosystem needs to market it very heavily as HBD is one of the longest standing stable coins in the industry. Um, obviously we had, you know, we had SBD back on, on the Steam blockchain and, and that those, those mechanisms have, you know, stood the test of time. And obviously it's lost its peg several times, but, um, you know, the, the mechanisms and the, you know, it, it hasn't had blow up risk in my opinion, uh, in terms of, in terms of SBD and now HBD there, there hasn't been blow up risk for it. Um, so I do, yeah, yeah I, I do think if people understand it, it's, it's one of the most attractive stable coins out there because yeah. UST is very young. It's, that's the thing. It's the Terra ecosystem is not old. Um, right. Well, well just, the, the difference is, is they have, you know, major VCs who are pumping it and making right. the market aware of it. You yeah. know, and and exactly. Hype doesn't have anything resembling that. <laughs> I will say, get, though, let's do it. Let's get that, it. The problem is, too, though, there's no freaking dynamic for Hive and HBAC, uh, you know, Hive back dollars that 
gives it any excitement. So like this whole um, environment, so to speak, just even having like the PHBD, uh, like you're creating something similar to what's going on with UST and Terra. And that alone, I think is, ex is exciting and shows um, upside growth and potential. So that is what can be the, like, word can spread with that. Like regardless of what the Hive community does, um, I, like the point is there's been nothing exciting in my opinion to get people into Hive. And like this potentially is that, I mean, I'm still baffled by how many people I mentioned Hive to at crypto conferences and they've never even heard of it. Why does that baffle you? I mean, I know it shouldn't be baffled because <laughs> I know the reasons for it, but it's just like, I'll be like, yeah, it's three second transaction times feel, you know, there's no gas fees. And they're like, wait, what? And they're like, looking at me like, this is like the greatest thing ever. And they've not even heard of it. I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't, I was like, I hitched my wagon to it a long time ago. And apparently it was the wrong bet somehow. Um, so best technology doesn't matter. It's about what you do with it. So um, I think this potential change with HBD could be that final, you know, finally that uh, launch pad to what gets Hive out there as a, you know, a badass blockchain. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I made the comment in, in the discord a couple of days ago that I am, you know, for, for outside, you know, outside hive people coming into this and and seeing this, okay, it's a it's an algo stable coin. It's as far as I'm aware, it's the oldest surviving one because most algo coins yep. just just implode like immediately. Um, uh, so there, so it's that, and they come in and let's say they stake on Polycup and they do whatever, and that's all fine. I think a relatively small percentage of those people are going to convert into you know a, a hive, you know ecosystem user beyond just staking HPD or PHPD. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to be wrong about that. You know, I'd love to see them come in and says, and they come into Polycub and then they kind of trip into Leo Finance and then they see all this other stuff. Uh, that would be great. Um, I don't know, uh, unless there's a, um, unless there's a, uh, like a real, a real push to make those people even aware of all those other things. I don't see them converting on their own. But uh, I agree with that. And, you know, in a way, it doesn't even matter because like the social media portion of the Hive blockchain on a whole, like, isn't, I think, um, a linchpin, so to speak, for the success of, you know, HPD and Hive token in themselves, like, especially if we have this environment similar to like, you know, Tarot at UST, where you'd be able, you know, you're getting these yields and and who knows what's going to come from that um, because everyone that's think about it, like think about UST and just like the whole Terra Luna ecosystem, like no one's there for social media related shit. That's true. Like every investor that's there, like they're there for the investment piece of it. And for what, you know, um, systematically the way it's all set up, you know, between the burning of Terra with, you know, UST and all that. So I don't know. I just feel like if there's any kind of environment where um, you have a 20% rate and there's um, a positive catalyst for a hive token that will garner interest. Um, it doesn't need to be super complicated. It just needs to be an environment that promotes that. So that's fair. It could be exciting. It could finally be some excitement to the, you know, hive blockchain, which has been, long 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 overdue Absolutely. i'm very excited about it yeah um, I, I mean and and neil like i'm like i'm with you like 20 percent. like if i know i can like are you kidding me like locked in 20 percent stable like why would i not like because you look at even like yeah you can get the fluctuations where sometimes the stables are yielding you know high 20s 30 percent. but we know the reality is that most stable coins are in the teens if not lower so if you're locked in at 20%, then it just goes to, like you said, what's the slippage and, and things like that. And just, you know, and conversion risk, if that's the way you have to go about it, because if you do, then your 20% get, get, get wiped out in that three days, you know, if things go the wrong direction. Yeah. Additionally, somebody was saying, I think it was revised sociology was saying that there's a 5% 
see all my conversions. I don't know if that's in both directions or one direction. Interesting. Uh, but I, I wasn't even aware of that. I've never actually done a conversion myself because it's just things don't work. I've never done <laughs> but, a conversion myself either. I'm just like, nope. Um, yeah. But, that's, so, that would know, be interesting to know all the mechanics because it's so, 20%, really 20%. Right. You know, and and related to that, though, on the other side, with, with the Polycub pool, like Beehiver's asking, are the rewards on PHBD USDC, is that going to be subject to the 90-day lock like every other pool? And I'm guessing the answer is yes, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, so then you have to think to yourself, um, you know, uh, you know, is my yield actually going to be whatever the state of the yield is, or am I going to take the haircut and and you know claim my claim my earnings early? Uh, so you know you have to weigh that uh, individually. But additionally, the the HBE payouts on Hive, I believe they're every thirty days. They're not they're not continuous. It's my I think so as well. Yeah. And then that's what you have. That's obviously what HBD sitting in savings, right? Yes. So you, you vaulted it in savings and you're getting payouts every 30 days. And, and then it's a three-day unlock, three and a half day. What's the, um, what about straight hive in savings? What does that pay? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> doesn't say on the UI. I don't know if there's any. Well, I know there's a general inflation. Yeah. Oh, is, it, is it that? Is it just the general inflation, which is what, like three and a half percent, I think? I think it's like seven percent. Is it okay? I know. It, I think it's changed at least once over the years. Uh, let's see. Transfer to savings. Hive savings. It's interesting, though. Yeah, because I mean, in order to just put it in savings and then just kind of lock in that twenty, you run into the problem though. Is you know, Cal was saying earlier, just acquiring HVD. There's no liquidity. Right. I don't know. Sure. That's funny. I guess I'll start letting my HVD stack from posts. I always just sell it and flip it into uh, Leo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. So the high power increases an APR of two point eight percent. So that's the share, I guess, at which you know the because um, you know not all high inflation goes to goes to that. So it's mm. split up amongst other things. Um. So my free BTC has has some questions that uh, touch on bonding. So, is P? Uh, he's talking about P Polycub USDC. But my question is about HBD USDC. Is that going to be a bondable asset, or that's just going to be user stake or not stake? Right now, there's no plan to have it as a bond. But bonds are very easy to, you know, the bond contract can just be fork for any LP asset. So right. You know, very easy to to deploy one if there was a market desire for it. Yeah. So you know the the advantage to the wider ecosystem is that it would permanently lock HBD into a liquidity pool, <clears throat> which you know as as a user would be great. Uh, but there's no external, you know, um, there's no external uh, income that's coming from that aside from just conversion fees right. and trading fees. Um, so, you know, it's, I don't know if it's worth it on the public side, but my free BTC is asking about Polycub USDC. When users bond that, um, saying the P, the protocol of liquidity won't stake it on the farm. I, it does stake on the farm, right? It's just. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then it earns Polycub itself. And then what happens to that Polycub? It gets added to the bonding pool. Okay. Which goes to buy more bonds. Right. And which gets into and, the second question. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the, you know, with the, with the Polycub dash USDC and Polycub Weath bonds, um, in talking to a lot of different people about it, um, these two bonds are going to essentially, I think that we may not even launch those two bonds right away. Um, I think we're going to focus on the other bonds um for non-polycub assets because i think it's more important to build the treasury of non-polycub assets but if we do stick with the plan to launch them i think they'll though the, the plan has always been that they would have lower bond allocation than the other bonds so and, i would definitely say the main thing with bonding is going to be to bond other lp assets to the treasury as, as so he's saying you know, apy will be diluted so yes but you know bonded lps will crowd out the you know other users 
and that's you know by design so that the that liquidity gets locked permanently exactly yeah because that liquidity will never get withdrawn never get sold it's just there forever yep and then uh you know over time you know i think the, the goal is for you know as as you earn you know you want to you want to bond more and more so that, right you know you're, you're building liquidity protocol and liquidity treasury is is going off to sushi and curve and wherever and earning yield there bringing that back home but bidding up the price of public up and you know trying to create that virtuous cycle yeah i still i still want to see it <laughs> in action soon 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 you've been telling us soon for so long i feel like i know it's not soon anymore it's all in the universe universe in fact, uh, Sooniverse.com is uh, an available web domain for like $9.99. When Moon is not, though. When Moon, someone's selling for $100,000. That's a good one. Someone was smart and scooped up When Moon long ago. Yeah. Um... I don't know. <laughs> I just still think having HBD in any liquidity pool is a positive. Yes. I because right now, I don't want to say it's used for nothing, but the reality is when people look at it, it's just like, what is this good for? Why does this yeah. exist? I mean, there was yeah. a time when there was conversation about getting, you know, getting rid of it. Like, why do we even need HBD? Remember those back back in the day? I think it was I, maybe still in the Steam days. Yeah, I was I was firmly in the camp of getting rid of it. Um, I was too, because for for what it, I was like, why does this make sense to have this? So now now it does make sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, well, one one element that was absolutely needed was conversions both directions. Yes, um, that was missing for a long time, which is you know, boggles my mind. But um, if you go back and you read the old Steam white paper, they was talking about a scenario where it's like you had your hive earning, or sorry, you had your Steam earnings, and you were trying to buy stuff like out in the wider economy, but it was priced in U.S. dollar assets. Therefore, we needed like a dollar based asset in the steam ecosystem and it's like i mean yeah okay maybe in 2015 or 2016 this this approach made some kind of sense but uh that is not the reality that we live in anymore uh there's more than three you know cryptocurrencies now uh, so i know when it comes to luna one of the big catalysts for at least price of luna is that every time basically luna gets right luna gets burned when usd gets created or something like that yeah all right so that is obviously the huge catalyst um that's obviously not the case for hive but could it be like when more hbd like literally like you know you burn hive to create hbd yeah it could that would be the game changer well you know that is the mechanic um, is it Sorry. like yeah I, I mean i'm 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 asking, like, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, subject to that three and a half day price. So when you do the conversion, basically. Yeah. It's essentially burning Hive and converting it into HBD. Yep. And then, but does it go both ways or am I dreaming? Yeah, I think the. Yeah, because you can convert I mean, the you, other you way. You can unconvert, yes. Uh, I, I believe that is newly created Hive. We should get Dal's on. He understands all this stuff. He yeah. does. I mean, yeah, I'm not well versed. I stopped paying attention to the Hive tokenomics long ago. I mean, <laughs> Me I'm not ashamed of it. It is what it is, you know. Um, but does this HBD mechanic getting raised to 20% interest get you excited again about Hive mechanics? If that is the question. If conversions were not subject to three and a half days, yes. Because I, as like like I said, as from from an investor's point of view. That's just potential slippage. And yeah. you can eat up, you know, going in and going out, you can eat up that 20% easily. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially or, if there's another 5% conversion fee or something. Yeah, that I'd like to know about. And then, you know, obviously the other piece is just liquidity. If there was liquidity and I could just buy outright, then that, well, uh, you know, resolves all those other problems. Well, with instant conversions, you don't need the liquidity. Yeah. Right? So um, that's that's kind of the, the whole the whole thing but Polycub if fixes this it does so uh, you know another set of issues is that so we have these hive whales like you said they call me dan and, and you know i know he's uh you know DeFi aware at least uh, so <laughs> um 
so I think your chances of getting a chunk of, of his stuff staked is, is reasonable. Um, but they also need a corresponding amount of USDC and they can't sell the HBD to pay for it, at least not in quantity. So, you know, we'll need people to, to have the, the USDC in order to pair up against it. Yeah, true. Wow. Uh, yes, there's always, uh, maybe we should set up an OTC marketplace where whales can connect with big buyers. It's not a terrible idea. AKA, they call me Dan, give Neil a call. (laughs) (laughs) And probably me as well. If you make the yield attractive enough on PHBD-USDC, then people will find a way. That's the thing. That's the thing about yield. Absolutely. We'll always find a way. Yes, that is true. I think it's something that could be a slow burn at first, but could end up being a, a big positive for both Polycub and Hive. Which actually leads me to the question, since Polycub does have that lockup and therefore, in a way, doesn't cut your return in half, but does for people that don't want, to, don't want to wait. Plus, you have the risk, obviously, of price for Polycub because your return may be whatever, let's say 28%, but your Polycub is locked up for 90 days. And if the price of Polycub goes down over the 90 days, well, your yield actually isn't 28%. Um, so with that said... I personally would be more excited if it launched, if, if BHBD launched first, because then you have that, you know, kind of locked in amount, so to speak, and that liquidity where you can, you know, book it and, and to go along with that, what's up with good old Cub DeFi? I feel like it's become the long lost child. Well, everyone just got a massive airdrop who held Cub. Um, I know that, so, but seems like, seems like, uh, there's only, I think, I feel like I'm the only, uh, person holding a big uh, chunk of cub for that airdrop. Cub has a higher market cap than Polycub. cub. It does. Um, it does. But yeah, the, uh, you know, like we were saying, all these features that we're developing for Polycub go right back into cub. So at the end of the day, both will, both will benefit from everything. Um, so with bonding, obviously, you know, Polycub has kind of a more urgent need to get bonding released. So uh, the bonding will go live on, on Polycub first, but then it'll go live on Cub pretty, pretty quickly after um, nice. just because everything just gets forked back into it. Would you say it's going to happen soon after? Soon after, yes. <laughs> uh, if I had to guess, yes. It would be soon after. Do um, we... Um... Did we answer my free BTC's second question about uh, somewhat Polycub to pay for bonding comes from where? And was he say, as I understood, the current distribution of newly, min- newly minted P Cub is 40%, 30%, 30%. Will this be changed so that some gets directed to bonding? Yeah, the, the Polycub bonding, uh, there, there's basically a bonding pool, and that pool um, is continuously growing. Um, and then you've got, obviously the, the treasury owns a bunch of assets that it's pooling as well. And it's earning Polycub on those assets. And then that just gets thrown into the bonding pool. Um, so that bonding pool increases a lot from launch to say like July. Um, and then obviously the emissions rate starts to drop off a lot. And then the bonding pool would be, will be a lot smaller. Um, but the idea is that it will have bonded so many assets that, um, it will essentially, you know, it will essentially have a large treasury by the time we get to that point. And then on top of that, um, a percentage of that long-term yield, um, a percentage of the yield that the treasury is earning long-term will, will purchase Polycub for the bonding pool as well, um, as well as the LP incentives. So that, that treasury will essentially just grow uh, over time. Awesome. And then hopefully we get another DeFi summer and all those things that it's earning on Curve and Sushi are, are rising in value at the same time. So. DeFi summer would be nice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So uh, we have uh, about 15 minutes left. Um, you know, I did want to touch on the, uh, the new Leo users initiative. Uh, I don't think you had talked about that in depth, but then if we have time, I also want to talk about, uh, you know, inflation and Bitcoin as a macro kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I can never, I cannot remember the name of this thing. What is the name of the new user initiative that you have going? New Lion. New Lion. Yeah. I wanted to say Leo. <laughs> new Lion. We had somebody in Discord just like right before we hopped on the, the chat about uh, say, hey, I'm, I'm here from the new new Leo, new, new Lion. Nice. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Sus. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Susarod Mysterio says, hello, good morning to all. I want to introduce myself. I am a new Lion. Uh, for the first time, I write on the server, and I would like to know the methodology and you know, ask you about you know, posting links and stuff like that. Um, and the answer is we don't, because all Leo Finance posts are streamed into the Discord and the Leo Finance post stream channel. So don't drop your link in general, but you can say, hey, I just posted something. Go check it out in the Leo Finance stream. Yep. Um, so, so new lions are joining. Um, these are these are mostly the TikTok people. Is that right? Um, well, this new lion initiative is actually very um, hive focused. Um, so the way it works um, is that the head of our new head of business development is in charge of this Atlio growth account, um, and this account is going to run monthly initiatives to basically get more activity on on LeoFinance.io. So the first initiative he ran seven days ago um, is the the New Lion initiative, uh, which essentially is uh, you know telling people about the opportunity to post on Leo Finance. Um, so I'll drop that. Um, drop that link in chat, but it's essentially telling people to go, go make their first post on Leo finance if they haven't already. And there's a surprising amount of people on, on hive who've never made a Leo finance post. Um, so oh, definitely, yeah. So, so this is the first in a number of initiatives that he's going to be doing. Um, and every month I've allocated, um, $500, um, for, for these initiatives. So every month he's going to do some initiative where, people can, where there's gonna be 500 US dollars that they can that they can snatch up and that that is gonna be paid out. I, this one is paid out in Hive. Um, I don't know if they're all gonna be paid out in Hive. It's kind of up to him how he wants to do that. I just allocate the resources and he he gets it done. So um, I am excited about, about these initiatives. And we've seen, um, we're seeing a lot of TikTok growth lately with, you know, I mean, the, the site traffic has been really good as well. Um, we had like a nice uptick yesterday and today try to pull up the chart. Uh, we had a nice uptick in traffic from this TikTok I just posted the other day. Let's see here. Well, basically, um, the level of marketing that we're doing is so like, it's so much better than where we were, where we've been at, um, just because of you know hiring these new people and and uh, you know if you compare if you compare the TikToks on the Leo Finance account to Mitch's TikToks, we're blowing them out of the water. <laughs> and that, words. <laughs> probably because I started like putting one TikTok up every like four days because I just don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. Although over this I, past weekend I leveled up and I made sure I got like three or four in, obviously with the conference and all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a fair fight because I've got, we've obviously got the head of growth working full-time on creating TikToks. So they're, they're pretty yes. high quality. Yeah. I'm doing it at my, at my leisure here and there. And plus, you're like, you know, you guys are on the right path in terms of the type of TikTok, TikTok you're doing. I just post whatever I want as opposed to catering it to like, you know, what um, style gets the most attention. So like all those, like, you know, my top five cryptos and all that shit, like that's what you got to do. I don't do any of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, a lot of, uh, <laughs> moral of the story did, though, never fight, a, never fight in a fair fight. <laughs> yes. There you go. Never bring a knife to a gunfight. Exactly. No, uh, that's awesome. What I said that a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was like, I'm like, good. I can retire from TikTok. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I saw, uh, Cal, you put out a tweet on, uh, you know, one of the latest TikToks. And was... I still have more followers than you, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so, so I, I clicked wait. on it. I went to TikTok and, you know, it was a little, you know, 30 second thing with the music going and you're pointing to a sign. And I was just like, 
I was just like, wow, I am so not the target audience of this because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't speak to me at all. But neither uh, am yeah. I. That's the problem. Like all the stuff. I'm that, not either. I, I think it's know. all bullshit. But um, <laughs> it's it's just funny because the people on like we've we've been making so many different types of videos, and the people on TikTok do not want you to make like a two minute video describing in depth how something actually works nope. and the interesting things about, you know, the way that they can actually leverage it to make money or, or, you know, their end goal. They do not give a shit about that. They want, they want a 15 second video of you pointing to some text on the screen. And that is the best converting video on TikTok. Um, if you look at this video, I just posted in, in the AMA chat, um, it's how to find your next 10 X coin. That one is doing, you know, that's one of our best performing videos that we've ever made. Um, and it is literally like the structure of these videos kind of drives me crazy. Like I hate when people make, like, I hate when influencers make videos like these, but the head of growth told me that like, we have to do this because this is what does well on TikTok. Um, so if you watch that video, basically I'm setting up this punchline and I'm like, here's how to find your next 10 X, uh, coin in crypto. The secret I'm about to tell you is going to change your life. And there's like three clips of me talking about it. Then the actual punchline hits after which would drive me crazy if I were watching it because I just want the punchline. I don't want, I don't want to hear all the fluff before it. Um, but on TikTok, you hook people in and you give them like this, oh, this is the secret, all this you know, BS. And then you give them the punchline at the end because then you've gotten them to watch the whole video. And that's what makes it rank better on TikTok. Um, so all of this stuff is just really interesting and crazy to me about, you know, I would never have guessed what converted well, because it's, it's not the logical thing. No, not at all. And I mean, I always joke, I'm like, people don't want to be educated. They want to be entertained. But it goes back to the same thing that has been in effect for you know hundreds of years. It's just in a different format and that it's video and it's and it's shorter. Everything's like faster, faster, faster. But it's the same thing. It's hook, story, offer. And that's what it is. The hook is you know, my top five cryptos. And then the story is like, you know, this crypto, this crypto, this crypto and why, and then, and then, you know, offer at the end, you know, and it's yeah. just like, I found, you know, I found rune from uh, reading articles on Leo finance, go to Leo finance to get, you know, to find the next crypto. that's going to 10 X hook right. story offer. Yep. Yeah. I do like zero videos like that, <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, like all my top performing videos were, were nonsense. I wasn't teaching anything. Right. Like I'll do charting videos, things like that four or 500 views, 600 views maybe more but then you know i'll put up a tweet about like nancy pelosi being the best trader ever you know because she has like whatever it was you know it was like some stupid amount of tesla options at like 500 and that gets eighty thousand views like my three top viewing tiktoks are all just nonsense like one hundred twenty thousand views seventy five thousand views eighty thousand views and they're just literally 15 second nonsense and i'm just like shaking my head at society well the market is never wrong so uh it's just by definition so you yes have to, you have to go where where the people are well and neil i agree with you and that's the difference between i think the, when we grew up and the mindset now like we grew up and it might have been a little different for you because obviously growing up in new york like in the 90s when you know hip-hop was coming up and it was all about you know not selling out and blah 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 and all that stuff like i grew up with that mindset of like selling out is like the weakest thing you could ever do right so it's like you know you stay true blah blah blah, blah. but you know, everything I look at that looks like selling out to me these days is the norm. It's like, no, that's how you win. Like you talk to a, you talk to like a 25 year old and like, what are you talking about? This is how you win. Like they look at everything as like a game. This is how you win. And like, meanwhile, you got like people in their forties, like, oh, it's so weak. So it's just a mindset thing. And it's based on, you know, what, what you grew up with. And I've, you know, I've moved on to, from it from an extent. Like I don't look at stuff as like selling out. I'm like, no, that's what works. Like, do you want to be successful or not? <laughs> it's so, true. But um, yeah, it's 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 interesting the way all the social media works. But um, yeah, I haven't completely given up on my TikTok account just because occasionally I'm motivated to do a video. But you got to hire someone. I should just hire a VA for it. I mean, for me, the only the, the only driver is you know doing that is for driving people to my educational stuff, but. I'm not even sure if I'm going to be doing that in a month or two with. Well, whole... you, you need, you need non personally involved time stuff like courses that I'll just you can sell without. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could do recorded stuff and then just push it, but I don't know. 
I feel like my focus is going other places. We'll see what happens. But anyway, you know, in the end, it's just when moon. When moon. So speaking of moon, um, so we got an inflation print this morning, eight and a half percent. Oh, it did come out. It came out. Uh, eight and a oh, half. wait, hold on, Neil. I'm sorry. Just because we're transitioning, like with TikTok, I, I was rambling. I couldn't finally thought of what I actually wanted to say. So <laughs> it's funny though with the TikTok stuff because I met two of like the biggest crypto TikTok influencers at that private party uh, Friday night in Miami, and you know they do all that type of content that Cal was just talking about, which is why I kind of have like don't really have much respect for them, right? <laughs> but you don't know. It's like are they doing it because it works or are they doing it because that's like actually who they are? Um, so, well, exactly. But it's like, I put my feelings to the side. Obviously these guys are huge influence. Let me talk, you know, obviously neither one of them had heard of Leo finance and a social media on a blockchain, like even the social media on a blockchain thing, like seemed to be like this foreign concept to them. Well, because it doesn't work on an EVM. Well, yeah. So, but it was just interesting. Mm -hmm. So, but I connected more with the other guy who's like a little bit small. He's got like, I think 150,000 people in like five months he's only been on on tiktok and then the other dude um he's been around longer he's huge but he was the one that was actually asking me about leo finance because he's wearing the t-shirt and he was just like so what's he's like he's like what's leo finance is that what you do and i was just like it's one of the projects i'm involved in and i told him about it um i don't know whether he's interested or not but it was just amazing to me that these huge influencers like don't even they even know what they never even heard of hive what was that influencer's name? I'm just curious. You have it. That was Crypto Mason. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I actually saw. Um, I actually, I actually saw him at that party, and then I ran into him Saturday at the just festival event thing because he's he's a tall dude too. Surprisingly, he's like as tall as me, and he always wears uh, his hat with his logo or whatever. Um, so I saw him again, and um, I talked to him some more, but. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, a lot of these guys are more NFT based. Like the other guy, the second guy, his name is um, Mac. Um, he has three NFT projects. He's like it's an ecosystem of NFTs. I'm actually on. I joined. I jumped on his Discord server to check it out. Uh, the face. Uh, it's called the Faceless. Was the was the first. Um, and they do everything on the. Uh, what is it? Elrond. They do everything on that chain. Um, but yeah, he had, he knew he really didn't know anything about DeFi, so I was I was showing him Polycub and talking to him about it. But it was just it was just interesting to um, you know meet these guys and just like show how different um, everyone is in terms of what they're looking at, what they're doing, and what they what they. It's just there's so many uh, sectors of crypto. It's crazy. Well, to, to what's up's point, um, she's saying that, you know, especially at the Bitcoin conference, a lot of them are on Bitcoin maxis. And, you know, why do we focus on the crypto nerds instead of Joe Public? Because, uh, you know, there's 2 billion people who use social media every day, which is a roundabout way of asking when Project Blank? <laughs> Soon. Soon. Okay. All right. Well, it is one o'clock and yeah, I got uh, to jump. I know Kat's got to jump. Uh, so it's been it's been a, a good one. I'm yeah looking forward to the all the, the poly HBD stuff. Uh, that and bonding; those two things could not come any sooner. Um, <laughs> soon will become now. Soon will become soon. now. That's, that's what I I want to happen on those two things more than more than anything right now. Uh, I still say Project Blank is number one, but it's you know it's off in the universe. I can't see it in the universe yet. Uh, it's on the edge of the Sooniverse, as they say. <laughs> as they say. All right. So we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Any final words you want to leave people with, Cal? Uh, stack some Polycub. Get ready for PHBD. Keep your HBD liquid and ready to dump it into the pool. And uh, get ready for bonding at probably the same time. Um, and uh, to the moon. To the moon. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you. Later.